We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gairamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Can I be a bit whinge fm Love it. A little bit of a bugbear. <laughs> this is our new brand. I know, it's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? But we are here oh, for it, really. Yeah, yeah. What are mother's groups for, really? Right. If not to whinge. Now, packing to go away. Mm. As you will see on the gram, I'm currently away. I can't handle how... <laughs> many chargeable things mm. we now have as a household this yeah. was not a thing when i was a kid but can i just give you an example so first of all hubs needs his phone charger i need my phone charger then we have chargers for our kids ipads mm-hmm. but they also have wireless headphones <laughs> which require a different set of wires mm-hmm. and then i have my laptop and then i had to charge up all my batteries for my camera like i am just drowning in cords and wires and also i have to preempt my packing with what needs charging for the 10 hour car drive can i just hold you to account on something please yes you told me when you started this airbnb journey about yo cabba cabba yep you're like i want it to be set up so you've dropped the ball here oh yeah i'm you full need of shit a charging station at yo cabba mm. cabba so when you're up there you have a task set up a charging station you don't need to be taking all your charges have them up there okay i 100 percent agree this is our first time at Yo Cabba. I know, it's wild. It's so fun. Do you know how many people have stayed there who have slid into my DMs and being like, loved it so much, You're can't like, wait cool, for you to relate. experience it. <laughs> like, Hubs has never stayed there. That's crazy. He has never spent the night there. Well, like, I have you guys. slept on a mattress on the floor mm-hmm. mid-renovations there. <laughs> We've never stayed there in its completion. I'm really excited to experience it as an Airbnb guest. And yes, it's an opportunity opportunity for me to put those things in place you're so right we need a batch of chargers yep. all different heads is that what they're called <laughs> plug heads heads you know what i mean give good head at yo cabba cabba okay <laughs> come on oh. upside down pineapple and the good head oh stop let's it. start this all right we have a thousand things to do but we'd rather chat to you with emails and meetings and husbands and kids We don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Revzy reeves Have you got any bugbears today? Of course, I've got millions, but I'm trying to let that go, Gem. I'm All trying right. to be zen. Okay. Happy person. Stay in that positive headspace, babe. O- on this, like, setting up the place to work for you, my mum always said, like, it's the little things that get you down. And she's right. Like, having not the right charges and stuff gets you down. Like, having to go up... With weird stairs to put your bin out every week gets you down like every time I was house hunting she'd always be like if that annoys you now or if that worries you now these are the daily grind things that are going to really tick you off (laughs) said by a true boomer and they know and they They know know. they own so many properties (laughs) (laughs) they fucked us so hard anyway we're not gonna get into a boom bash right now but yeah, get your charging station set up. Come on. There's got to be some TikToks about like how to make a charging drawer or whatever. Revzy, something else just came to mind, which is a little bugbear <laughs> okay. of mine. Yeah. And um, you're clearly go. not taking your mum's advice. Mm-hmm. So with the podcast, 
normally we record at Jem's house. Jem's house is out of action at the moment because of hashtag Renos. <laughs> so we've been recording at Revs's, which I've actually enjoyed because I spend way too much time at home mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed yeah. the change of scenery. It's good here. It's working really well. Now, because we're now recording at Revs's, all of our podcast gear now lives at hers. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to paint a smug picture for a second. Here we go. Every Thursday after we finish a record, there is podcast gear sprawled out all over my bedroom. I'm fine with it. Happy to deal with it every Doesn't single it. week. No, I'm fine with it. I am. I'm totally fine with it. Okay. Now, I have a system with the cords. Revs is shaking her head. When I come to Revs's, it's like... Undoing Christmas lights. It is every single time. I look at the podcast gear and it's like she's just, you know, those look, movies where someone all have a husband and an au pair and a yai, okay? Fuck. I am flailing here. Let me have Fuck. my fucked up cords. Nah, that is bullshit. <laughs> Having a husband, a yai, and an au pair has literally <laughs> nothing to do with storing the podcast well, I'm gear. Grasping, okay? okay I'm you, clutching. You know those movies where there's like a table full of stuff? Someone just grabs their forearm and slides it across. I feel like that's what Revs does with the podcast gear at the end of the day because we take over her coffee table and now when I arrive all the podcast gear is just shoved into the end. This is so boring Gem. <laughs> I am so sorry that your pool renovation means you have to look at a tangled cord once a week. Come on. Okay I'm gonna check myself before I wreck myself. I have zoomed out of this situation <laughs> and I am self-ejecting Good. myself and you out of this conversation. I love so that. Revs what's going on in your world? Well speaking of being self-aware yep (laughs) the most humbling thing happened to me on Saturday night talk it up it's podcast related so I went to the beach late to watch the sunset and give the kids a swim with a friend of mine Ben and his kids they were frolicking about eight o'clock the kids are all ready to go home and we were walking back but it was like eight o'clock right there was this big hens group Mm -hmm. and I live in the middle of Manly they were like stumbling out of somewhere they were all dressed up and um high vibes high vibes they'd had a great day and I had my kids in tow we're crossing the road at like this big crossing everyone's crossing and we get get to the other side and this woman basically <laughs> clutches onto me and goes I'm a DL I saw Isla and Teddy and I just want to say I'm a DL and her drunk mate next to her goes who <laughs> and she goes this is Kate Reeves and she goes who <laughs> from the podcast she goes what podcast and I, was, I and my friend Ben was just laughing his ass off and just like slow clapping like <laughs> Like it was like there was a DL and this is just classic DL, just like so in the community, so passionate, like such a listener and a true OG DL. And then her mate was like, have a fuck who you are. I love the unfilteredness of drunk people. So like has no self-awareness no. of how that comes across. I remember having this on Neighbours where, you know, people would have that casual conversation of like, oh, what do you do? And I'd be like, oh, I'm an actor. And the next question is always, oh, what have you been in? <laughs> and I'd say Neighbours and they always, without fail, would say, oh, sorry, I don't watch it. Oh, no. And I'm like. What? What am I supposed to do with what am that? I, it's such a okay. weird... But it's, that's okay. It was just my job. Like, I didn't say I worked on Neighbours expecting people to mm. think anything other than it's just my job. You're overthinking it. It's a weird comment. But it is the what you got every single time. I it remember. Is. I also... But, but, like, imagine someone asking my husband what he does mm. and then he says, oh, I work at insert company name here. Oh, and they're like, oh, sorry, never I, I've them. never used that. <laughs> 
never heard of them. Like you just don't say. You just don't say it. It's so weird. Oh, it's quite Australian. It is. It's like tall oh, poppy. But you ask me what I do, and that's what yeah, I do. I'm not going to hide it. But yeah. like, yeah, it's funny how they just need to like smack you down a bit. You know. Do you remember that chick? She was drunk. We were out somewhere. I think we we're at the Cordy or something. She came up to you and she goes, "You're not on neighbours." And you went, "Okay." <laughs> And then she went away and we were like, oh, cool. And then she came back. She's like, you're not on Neighbours. You're not Gemma. And Gem goes, okay. <laughs> like, I don't need to be. It's all good. This is you having some kind of storm in your head. I'm fine <laughs> to not be Gemma from Neighbours. And she was like, you're not. And she just kept yep, I know. floating back into our orbit and just telling you you weren't Gemma from Neighbours. It was so weird. It was so weird. But for context, she had a drunk girlfriend who was like that's the chick from neighbors oh, right that's she just the was context feeling like of, aggressive yeah my <laughs> favorite thing to do to head fuck with people was they'd come up to me and say you're jade and i'd be like who <laughs> and they'd be like you're jade from neighbors i'd be like no sorry and they'd be like what and i'd be like do i have a doppelganger out there they'd be like dude you have the biggest let me pull up a picture and then they'd pull and i'd be like that's wild look at what an energy exchange just some days i could not (laughs) be bothered yeah Yeah, you know it was and it was a fun little game whatever it's silly you can read into it however you like but it's a humbling strange experience and people want to have opinions about it it can't be seen as just a job when you're an actor it's this weird elevated level of novelness Mm. that people either want to judge you for it or just have a fascination or have a fascination yeah Yeah, it's positively strange I've had to educate people in the past when we used to do theater because people always want to say it's kind of offensive what you can say to a theater actor is like how do you remember all those lines it's like saying to a carpenter where do you get your nails from? Like, it's just so not what the job is. No. But it's the thing people say. And it's so innocent, but it, it really does offend people because they're like, really, is that what you got that I could remember words? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's base level entry requirement of the table job. stakes. But if you don't know actors, mm. you can put your foot in it so easily. Easily. Yeah. Anyway, they're a precious breed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Anyway, I just found it very funny to have this woman like literally because she had no filter and she was like, who are you? And I was like, don't worry about it. I'm happy to just go home now. (laughs) And did you and Ben discuss it when you walked away? He just laughed at me because he gets, he's been on lots of TV shows and ads and things. He gets recognized all the time and he gets the classic like, what have I seen you in? I know you from somewhere. He doesn't want to say home and away or the LG ad because yeah, he, he yeah. has to do that whole game of like oh I don't know <laughs> you know because it's I, like you don't want to be conceited what I love about Ben is he is the true blue representation of the every guy he like is, he's like the Aussie man central casting yeah it's yeah. hilarious yeah. but he gets that all the time like I know him and we often get on my stories and do stupid shit when we're together because we're into that and people will slide in and be like I know him and I'm like yeah yeah yeah. from all the ads from everything from every (laughs) ad where you need a tradie from every underbelly every show on channel seven ever that there ever was (laughs) anyway so good Revzy, you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, babe? I don't have time for my four-year-old's obsession with wanting a pet. Oh, welcome. Do you know what? The problem is less with the fact that she wants a pet. Uh I feel like that's universal for all kids at some stage of their lives. It's more that where this was spurred on from. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a real catalyst for this new obsession. (laughs) Give me their address. (laughs) Kindy. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> so got an email from Kindy saying, next week is pet week. So can you please send in photos of your kids with their pets? And then they wrote disclaimer, if you don't have a pet, <sighs> grandparents' pet will do fine. <laughs> I was like, huh? And you know, I did that funny assessment where I was like, okay, we don't have a pet. No one on my side of the family has pets. I'll go through Hubs' family. A lot of them live in Sydney. Nope, no, no pets there. Simba's dead. So <laughs> the cat, the cat. <laughs> and then I looked at my inner circle of friends and I was like, good mum. Nope, Rebs. Nope. Nope. Uh, triggered. Triggered. <laughs> Quietly, we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, yeah. Are we all heartless? Do mm. I surround myself with heartless people? No one has heartless. pets. Well, look, I'm going to be on. Jammer? Could have called Janma. Jessie. Jessie. Who she never bought but no. ended up with. She's because, third hand. <laughs> yeah, that's what parents do, right? This is why I never want a fucking pet. No. Because every parent with the best intentions of, mm-hmm. I'm going to teach my kid responsibilities. Yep. I'm like, nah, that motherfucker isn't going to do shit for that animal. You know you're the one scooping up shit. Oh, you're teaching yourself extra responsibilities, extra mental load. Yep. It's all for you. Just an extra pile on for yourself yep. and you've only got yourself Listen, to blame. We can't go down a pet hating spiral again because we will get cancelled for real. There will be a pile on. Do not tell me the benefits of a pet. I know them. Good for you. They're not going to work for me <laughs> right now. And they're not going to work for Jem. <laughs> okay. We are self declared non pet people. Now, in an upcoming DNM episode, we talk about it's to do with sleepovers, but one of the things that we say is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Now, so many people have slid into my DM saying, you don't understand, yeah. Jem. How the, good a pet is. How, like the bond, yeah. the friendship, that responsibility, that unconditional love yeah. that you get from a Labrador. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know what I don't have never had one don't feel like I'm missing out Simba's dead <laughs> do you know what's really awkward Simba was a cat guys yeah Simba was and actually Simba loved no one we love Simba yeah but Simba didn't love you back Simba yeah, but... was like fuck you <laughs> no Simba Simba's a lover I'm gonna defend tell Simba. everyone how Simba came into your life no you're talking about Sid <laughs> yeah, I was like, Simba's not. I'm so sorry. I've cocked this up. Not Simba. I was confusing Simba, your husband's childhood cat, with your childhood cat, who Sid. was a cunt. <laughs> okay. Sid was traumatized. Yep. Or potentially like some kind of neo Nazi in a previous life. Sid was vicious. Sid vicious. Sid vicious. It was Sid vicious. And guys, retraction. Pray for Simba. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to shit on a cat that was lovely. No. Simba was a lover. Simba was like a dog-like cat, wasn't But Simba she? is dead. He. You don't know Simba. <laughs> not a Stop talking person. about Simba. You're not a pet person. Stop talking about what you don't know about Red. <laughs> Tell everyone how Sid came into your life. Oh, Sydney. <laughs> it's been a while since I've Sid talked about vicious. Sydney. My poor mother, actually, when I reflect upon this story. Now, just picture 14-year-old Gemma going to ballet. Any normal ballet class, like any normal week. My mum comes and picks me up and there I am standing on the curb in my ballet uniform holding a fucking kitten. A black kitten. It was called Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how my mum was cool with this, but basically two of my girlfriends at school, who Revs also knows very well, Nikki and Elkie, showed up to my ballet lesson with a kitten with a giant bow from a florist that they put around its neck. Like, not okay. Choke hazard. That's what's not okay about this story. (laughs) 
And the reason why Nikki was giving me this cat was because she went home with the cat and her parents were like, absolutely no. no. Fuck no, we are not having this cat. We have a dog. It will eat that cat. You've got to get rid of it. And Boundaries. First thought Nikki had was, Jem will take it. Or more so, Jem's mum will be cool with Jem's this. Jem's mum's cool. Next minute, we take then Chanel home and my mum's like, Jem. And I was like, but, but look at it. And my mum's a sucker for cats. Like she's grown up with cats her whole life. And she was like, Chanel's pretty cute. All right, we'll keep Chanel. And of course, adding to my mum's mental load, she takes Chanel to the vet. Oh my God. Discovers Chanel is Chandler, <laughs> not a Chanel. And maybe Chanel identified as a they. Look, we don't know. Maybe they were happy to be called Chanel. Look, this is 1999. Mm -hmm. We didn't know a lot then. We didn't know better. But mum rebranded Chanel to Sid, which is just, you know, when I think of the name Sid, I just think of that bad character from Toy Story. You know, the the evil neighbor. Yes, the evil neighbor that fucked shit up. Also, it was a black cat. The options were endless. Mm. Midnight. Basic. Spooky. Oh, revs. This Luna. Is, no. May as well call it catty at Dumbledore. this point. Dumbledore. <laughs> Tuxedo. Cute. Yeah. Mr. Mistopheles. You know, like, come on. <laughs> Sid. Look, we were Basic. very British then and mum was like, then? you live in Sydney. Then? <laughs> we were very British then. <laughs> All right. Yep. Okay. Anyway, Sydney was vicious. Um, he was crazy. And it turned out that he did have an abusive upbringing. Had lots of experience with marijuana. Not cool. Not okay. No, not okay. We love Sydney. And then we went into like pet saving mode. Yep. Where we're like, we love Sydney. We're going to take Sydney under our wing. We're going to love him right. No, he had problems. <laughs> no, he hated people. He was vicious. Uh, it's Don't an- ever accidentally try and make the bed if he's on there. He will take your eyes out. Hanji P. Mm. He had this thing about decapitating all animals, <laughs> ranging from possums to birds to blue tongue lizards the amount of corpses my oh mum had to remove that were headless Voldemort that yeah. should have been Voldemort. his name <laughs> yeah R.A.P. Sid R.A.P. Simba who was the lovely cat yes um who we haven't told Rafa yet has passed away um oh Rafa knows Simba Oh, Rafa knows Simba intimately. She still thinks Simba's alive and we just say, oh, Simba's at Nana and Gaga's house. Okay, have you got a photo of her with Simba that you could just repurpose for this kindy thing? Simba's been dead for 18 months. Okay. So <laughs> it's like, why is Rafa too in <laughs> exactly. this photo with her pet? Look, do you know how we troubleshot it? Is that the past tense of troubleshoot? Sure. Of course it is. Let's just coin Let's it. Let's coin it. I troubleshot it by um, <laughs> getting Rafa a photo with our neighbor's dog, Digger. Oh, great. Yeah. Digger. Yeah. I went into the kindy this week for a parent-teacher school readiness meeting and I saw all the photos on the wall and there was a very strong case of families who have pets because it was like, here is Henry with their dog, blah, and here is blah with their pet, blah. And then it (laughs) says, Rafa with neighbor's dog, Digger. Great. Street dog. I'm okay with that. People's dog. You know what? Revs and I talk about often that your kids don't need to have every single experience in life to call it core memories. Yes, Rafa will not experience core memories of a dog. She also won't have core memories of what it's like to have a trampoline in her backyard. (laughs) It's not going to kill her. Everyone tells me the mountain goat needs a trampoline and I'm putting my foot down. She does not need to have a trampoline. Come on, get one for me as well, because I can bring Ted over. Revs, Teddy needs a trampoline. Fuck 
you. No, he does. I'll trouble shot, triple shot your butt <laughs> if you keep that up. You can't have one rule for yourself and then come for me. Dude, that talent needs to be nurtured, something fierce. I am. I'm nurturing it. All right. Well, it's being we, nurtured. We did go to jump together. Dude, Iggy pissed all over you. He did. Like all over her. Jen was in a bad way. Jen was on Gates of Hell, day two of her period. I was. She was dark. Yeah. <laughs> she had this really cute black linen set on actually. And I said, oh, I love your set. And she goes, I'm Marsha from Chekhov. I'm in my morning era. I was like, oh God, what's happening? She's like, it's Gates of Hell, day two. And I was like, right, say no more. Dude, there are unicorns out there who are on Gates of Hell day and still run the gauntlet of wearing white. Well, you know, I don't get it. They're brave souls. Brave or foolish? Brave. (laughs) (laughs) No shame. Anyway, we got to jump. It was heaving. The kids just kept saying, look, mum, look, mum, look. And we were like, you may have five looks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we're talking. The watch till the end thing is what kills me with Rafa. Mummy, you have to watch this because she's got my number. She knows that I glance up for two minutes and then I'm busy talking to Arnie Revs. Seriously, Ted came into the kitchen this morning and said, mum, come look at this and took my hand. He goes, you can look at your phone as well. And I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Phone's putting the phone down. I'm oh, with you. He called you out, oh, mama. Dude, it's like <laughs> so heavy. Yeah. Anyone who wanted to show me was like some bottle flip <laughs> thing he's into. You were like, Thanks, call YouTube. me when you've got something impressive. Like, Should have looked at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for those who don't know, and that's not many of you, but for our new listeners, I had a pet that I bought on a whim when I was in a very dark place that I did not think through and I had to rehome and it was traumatic. It is still traumatic. We still talk about Bobo all the time, even though I have the catchphrase, we don't talk about Bobo, no, no. We do. We talk about it regularly. Once a week, I like to tell anyone who will listen, I had a dog once, but it died. And I'm not going to rehash the story and I don't want to be judged and we're, we're shutting this down, but it doesn't mean to say, I know someone else now who's had a dog for two years, a COVID dog they got. Oh yeah. Who they are now looking to rehome. Oh, that's tough. And I'm feeling good that I did it so Swiftly? Yeah. Because it's rough, man. Because how long did you guys have Bobo? Was it a week? Two weeks? Maybe two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Seriously, most shameful parenting moment. It's okay. I know, but I'm still... Anyway, we don't need to unpick that. Maybe our manager, Kate, can put in the show notes that episode if anyone wants to catch up. But honestly, let's not rehash that. Yeah. In conclusion, don't get a pet if you can't handle one, if you don't have the money for all the expenses that come with the pet, if you don't have the time or the mental load or the space or the fucking will... Just don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. And do you know what? Going back to Digger, our neighbor's dog, Rafa has a great little relationship with Digger. Sure. She loves him <laughs> and I don't have to feed him and pooper scoop him and walk him. Nah. It's great. It works well for us. I'm sticking with that. You know what's staying sort of in a theme? Sort of. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Inflation. I hear the chorus of every single person, the globe over, agree. Inflation, recession, cozy lives post-COVID. Raising interest rates. The entire landscape out there at the moment. It's dire. It's, pull me up on this if you think I'm wrong, but I would say in my adult life, this is the first time I think our generation anyway have really faced something like this. Mm. I know in 2008, there was the GFC. I feel like Sydney, oh, sorry, Australia, we were kind of relatively unscathed Mm. in a global sense. And also we were a bit younger maybe and had less, we definitely didn't have kids. Less responsibilities. We were in our mid-twenties. We were. We had jobs, but they were less, like, tenuous, you know, and based on these kind of things. We didn't have mortgages. No, and also the stakes just aren't that high when you're in your mid-twenties. You you don't have a huge amount of responsibilities. Yeah. 
I can't tell you how much I'm feeling this and how anxious it's making me. Mm. Like I want to say particularly as a single parent, but I don't know if it's just that. I think there are challenges that come with being in a couple as well as advantages. Like if you're in a couple, you have to manage both people's anxiety towards the one issue and try and tackle it together, which is not easy. But I'm telling you now, my mortgage, the first rate rise, my mortgage went up $700. The second time it went up $500. So that is a $1,200 increase. Monthly increase. Within, what was it, been five months? Mm. And I'm sweating. Like I am on my own and I have to meet this mortgage, which by the way, I'm interest only Mm. (laughs) anyway. Mm. I'm not even paying it down. I am surviving. All the feels. And I know I'm not alone here. This is why I'm bringing it up. Like I'm not saying poor me. I just want to talk about it. Like, Mm. so the stage of life we're at, we're in this uncover, discover, discard thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Just get things that are difficult out into the sunlight, cast light on them, look at them, hold them, face them, and then sort of deal with them and move on. Like this one I'm finding very challenging. It is so out of our hands. Mm. Like, this is so obvious, but can we talk about like everything has gone up? Absolutely everything everything. has gone up. The From your coffee. My coffee is almost $7, (sighs) almost $7. So I'm like having coffee at home. You know, I'm doing all the things. Yeah. I know the humble coffee is the first thing to go. Although my bubble box coffee is like, if I get rid of that, like, what do I have in my life? You know? yeah. <laughs> like I want that coffee. Anyway, we all have to make sacrifice. I've slashed tons of streamers, which hurt. Mm. You know, I got rid of a lot of subscriptions. I used to have this lovely candle subscription. I got rid of that. Like all these little things that I'd made my little treats. Yeah. I was like, I can't have them. We've done a massive audit in our household as well with our finances quite recently, actually, because of course, we're all feeling that pinch and it's all very relative um, in every household and hubs and I absolutely agreed no more overseas trips for the foreseeable future we spent an enormous amount of money getting over to the UK for Christmas and this was post-COVID desperation like my dad hadn't met Iggy like he's three like all of these things were really necessary and I feel like airlines were capitalizing on that post-covid desperation and we were suckers and we spent thirteen thousand dollars on flights to go to dreary wet cold uk you guys know how i feel look i'm not gonna (laughs) there's no price tag on seeing family i will say it was there is now (laughs) no but no there really you're right there is but like I whinge about it, but I wouldn't take it back, I guess is what I'm saying. But now we're future planning. We're like, okay, that was a huge expense on just flights, folks. Yeah. So this year we're not fucking doing that. We've also tightened the belts on spending like groceries. Yeah. We're just being really considered. Yeah. And you know what you were saying about the humble coffee? What we forget is the knock-on effect because it's so easy to rage at businesses. But what people yeah. forget is that businesses' overheads oh, have gone up. Everything's gone up. So their manufacturing costs, shipping costs, um, electricity for whether their rent, like yep. they are feeling, they're not just putting it up for fun. No, no, they're no. not like, yeah, let's fuck our customers. They don't want to do it either. So I think we have to exercise kindness yep. and empathy, extend it wherever we can yep. because everyone is feeling it. Yeah. All true. Wages aren't going up. They aren't. They aren't going up. No one's getting their bonuses. People aren't getting a wage increase. It's not 
happening. I just like, there needs to be more done. I know that they're trying to stop spending. That's what interest rates are supposed to do. I understand that's the system Mm. and that's why they put them up to stop spending, to stop inflation. I get it, but I'm like, I mean, I guess we're just going to see people having to sell their houses and it's just making me anxious, very anxious. Yeah. Yeah. But Rebs, you have to remember as well, like we're in a really precarious time with even big companies. Yeah where they are struggling to keep staff. Like, look at all the tech businesses. They made enormously bad calls. Like, you've got Meta, who looks after Facebook, Twitter. Like, all of these layoffs are because they had a gravy run through COVID, where spending went up astronomically. And Facebook, for example, hired during COVID 30,000 additional people to cover the demand, thinking that this trend for the demand would continue. And then we came out of COVID, interest rates went up, inflation hit its peak and people just went, you know what? Nah. Mm. And suddenly Facebook had to let go of 13,000 people. Now at the moment, while people are complaining about their salaries not going up I've got friends who work at Meta who are fucking grateful to have Have a a job job. absolutely exactly but I just like it does it's not sustainable no it's not sustainable (laughs) but hubs and I we talk about this all the time you can adjust your life yeah yes you can you have to well yes you have to but there's just different degrees of this stuff and Mm. it's just like you know you said like you spent all that money on flights and it was eye-watering but then you're so glad you did it yeah so I'm usually have that attitude about things with money like I'm quite comfortable with like oh I spent a lot of money oh I probably shouldn't have done that but that's okay I can reclaim it we'll tighten up for the next week or whatever I I'm now getting to a point where like we took my mum out for a birthday dinner and there was five of us there and we had this lovely dinner and the bill came and we were like, you know, you treat the birthday person. So Mm. we were all looking at each other like, oh my God, this is insane. And I couldn't stop thinking about it for days. Mm. Like it kept me up at night. For one dinner. One dinner. Mm. And I was like, I can't believe I dropped that amount of cash that I don't have. Mm. I was like, it's a different world. Like we can't keep living in the same way. Like let's go out for a birthday dinner. It just can't be done. Like it's just... For me, it's quite a shock because this is the first time I really, I've been through times when I've had less money, more money, all those sort of things. Been through the young kids, the daycare, the having my own business, all lots of different versions of financial situations. But this is the first time where I'm like, I'm an adult with a mortgage and a good job and a side hustle and I have all these things in place and I'm so anxious mm. and I'm so stressed about the unknowns mm. coming and I feel an immense pressure as the grown up. Yeah. In the family. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we're at that age where we're the parents to our kids. We're also kind of carers for our parents, not fully and yet, but we've got parents who will soon be elderly. Mm. Sorry to our parents if that's offensive. <laughs> offensive. I don't mean that. I just mean like we're in a particular middle place at yes. the moment where we're kind of caring 360 around mm-hmm. us. We've got friends, we've got relationships, we've got all those sort of things. And just so many financial responsibilities. So many. I'm just really confronted by it all. I'm just really anxious. It's intensely overwhelming. Yeah. But the thing that has been shown through history is our ability to adapt. Now, I'm not saying adapting is fun or sexy, but you do get used to a new normal. So things like really expensive birthday dinners out at fancy restaurants just can't be a thing. And you know what? I have to bring up the good mum for this. She is so good. She's been on this for a while. For a long time. She's really good at saying, you know what? I can't come to that girl's night. Not because I don't want to, but because I already have one booked on Friday night and we just can't afford to do back to back dinners out. 
And we've been doing adjustment things like having picnics down on the grass near the beach, free venue, BYO booze, which yep. is much more affordable yep. and packing dinner for the kids rather than buying it, bringing down whatever you want, sandwiches, pre-packing food, basically. Do you know what? Still have the same amount of fun. Yeah, totally. totally. But then I think about the knock-on effect. If we don't support restaurants and those yeah. businesses go under. Yeah. But the thing is, is we can only be responsible for ourselves and our own families. And everyone's surviving at the yes. moment. Like all I'm hearing is survival out there at the moment. Ugh, for me, it's the interest rates. Like what you were saying, it's so fucking intense. And the unknown of yeah. it. Like, I don't know how your bank works, but I didn't get any kind of signaling that this was coming. I had no idea what my mm. repayment was going to be. I had to put a whole bunch of money I don't have have Mm. it's not discretionary in my offset to just make sure I didn't cop fines Mm. for not having enough in there not knowing what they were going to take and then having that eye-watering realization of what they did take yeah and I'm like this is a two-bedroom apartment (laughs) like people must have bigger mortgages than me Mm. oh my god God, it's just when I've talked about this on Instagram, I've had a lot of DLs slide in and say to me, call your bank, shop around, ask for a better deal. They're giving away better deals at the moment. If you just ask, you can get it. I mean, it depends on your situation, but you know, I've tried. I'm kind of on the best deal I can get at the moment. But yeah, worth acknowledging that that's an option as well. I got chat GPT to write me an email to my bank manager. <laughs> I love that. Chat GPT is amazing. It's amazing. For this exact purpose. Yeah. Gives you that first push to just do the things you don't want to do. It's like having a VA write your first draft. Yeah. Does everyone know what a chat GPT is? Maybe we should. It's a new AI, AI. platform that you can literally punch into it. Write me a 50 word introduction to introduce Gemma Peanut at a speaking event. And it will be like, Gemma Peanut is known for, you know, and it'll, it'll just write it for you in a conversational tone. Now, if you put it in twice, the two answers would not be the same. It's crazy. So it's like this really sophisticated AI that has like a tone of voice. The thing that blows my mind most about it, though, is the speed in which it spits oh, this out. Yeah, it's not like, human, so it doesn't take human time. Yeah, I'm talking seconds. seconds. Yeah. And then I was playing around with chat GPT and I asked it to write the essay that I had to write in year 12 for English about the power struggle comparisons in Shakespeare's Julius Caesar versus American Beauty, the movie. (laughs) And I said it needed to be 2000 words long. Was that the question? Well, no, I chose, I had to do a comparison of power struggles and I chose a Shakespearean play and a film because I thought it'd be interesting. Anyway, it spat out a better essay than I ever could have written in seconds. Yeah, of course. And then this leads to all the issues at the moment with universities, like how do they regulate this? They can't put it through plagiarism software because no two answers are the same. Yeah. Anyway. It's an interesting It's very good if you need a first draft for a hard email. (laughs) You could be like, write my boss an email saying I need a bonus or, you know, write my boss an email saying I want a pay review, you know? Do you know what I also did was Rafa loves being told stories and I'm like running low on like, there's a mermaid called Rafa sitting on the rocks. She find, you know, I'm like yeah. so done with storytelling. So I punched it into chat GPT. I said, write me a kid's story about mermaids where the main character is Rafa and she has a sidekick called Iggy and wow. it spat out a whole chill children's story for me was it good it was really good (laughs) is it gonna write books and stuff soon yeah it's kind of worrying for creatives in the copywriting industry because it kind of makes them feel obsolete I still think I mean look 
they might even use it because at yeah. the end of the day, it's still a first draft. It's yeah, never yeah. going to be perfect. It's almost like a preset well, for photographers. Yeah, there yeah. is no That's a good perf- way of thinking There is it. no perfect preset. Like a filter on Instagram, you still have to tweak and make yeah. adjustments, but it's pretty scary how good wow. it is. I mean, how was the email that you needed to write to ask for a It was perfect. Mortgage? I mean, you want to make it your own, you know, because it's very formal. Yes. And then I did it again. I was like, write it again, but in a less formal tone. And, and I it did. did. It. I did it. It's yeah. crazy. Crazy. But you know what? I did do an experiment. I was like, write episode copy for, we don't have time for this episode, 120 about blah, blah, blah. And it was wrong. Totally not right. Not our tone of voice, you know? So there are some things where it's like, no, chat GPT, you're still a bot. You don't get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would have been great if it could have though. <laughs> saved a lot of time in my week. <laughs> Hit me with a nut spot. Have I got a nut spot for you? And dude, like coming off the back of this chat, you know? Yeah, oh, I am Mine gonna... is a thing to buy. Oh. I'm just going to declare that. Look, I'm going to declare mine is also a thing to buy. However, it's very affordable. Okay, that's good. I'm, all I'm asking our deals to spend is a dollar. Okay, okay, that sounds all right. One dollar. Everybody loves two-minute noodles. Yeah. Not all two-minute noodles are created equal. If you have not tried Mama, that's the brand, Mama, Tom Yum Noodles. Oh, girl. You are seriously missing out. Now, I don't care about the phrase. Are you really doing a for Mama? I'm I'm here. You know, as we said before, you don't know what you don't know. You need to know about these. And once you know, there is no going back. They're amazing. They are elite by a country mile. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a flavor explosion sensation in your mouth. It's spicy. I will say it's spicy. Okay, so if you don't like spice, like run away. This is niche, but everyone who actually knows Gem in their real lives will be like, how has it taken two and a half years of this podcast for this to be your not spawn? Gem and Mama Noodles are like, they're the one person. Yeah. <laughs> like as long as I have known Gem as a human, like if she was a Barbie, her accessories <laughs> would include a packet of a Mama Noodles. Yes. Like it is so part of her life. Yes, in my DNA. And do you know what makes me really proud what, is babe? that Rafa loves them. Oh, she's a real Asian baby. Yeah, she is. Look, yeah, it she gives, loves an Asian soup. <laughs> girlfriend can eat spice. She can handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell her, I'm like, babe, this is spicy. She's like, it's okay, mummy. I'll get a cup of milk. Like she knows the drill. <laughs> and then, you know, she has a bit of a runny tummy. Look, I'm not <laughs> recommending this from a health perspective at all. It is full <laughs> of MSG. I'm talking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a treat. It's a you need, snack. It might need an antihistamine. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you might. <laughs> it's so fucking good, you guys. Like if you like any sort of spicy noodle park every other brand goes straight to mama woolies has them you can buy them in pack of fives which i think makes them 90 cents a packet times are tough here's your new meal plan love by it. Gemma Pina. love it it's basically ramen <laughs> hit me with your nut spawn have i got a nut spawn for you hit me revs i'm only bringing up because i've converted my boyfriend and he would kill me for saying this because it's not very masculine whatever <laughs> Silk pillowcases, okay? Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, it's one of those little things that's like really upgrades your life. It's Mm. a level up and you know what? I'm not really going out much. I'm not doing a lot, but I am climbing into my bed and scrolling my phone. And my bed is a lush paradise now because I have two, not just one, but two silk pillowcases on my pillows. And my boyfriend was like, what's this? (laughs) This is a bit nice. Mm. And I was like, yeah, silk pillowcases. It stops you getting wrinkles. It keeps your hair nice. He's like, wait, really? He's like, that's a bit vague. And I was like, just give it a try. And you wake up just feeling a little less bridge troll. I love that. 82% less bridge troll. You heard it here first. It's an official statistic. You can get them cheap. Now you can buy bougie ones. You can go to Mecca and buy the slip 
brand or you can go on Adore Beauty, whatever, and get those expensive ones. There are cheaper ones. Check out Temple and Webster. They have a cheap one. Amazon, you can get them. And they're still silk, but they're just like, you know, not the fancy, fancy version. Mm. So worth it. Just one of those things. It's just like, yeah, nice. Now, I know we talked about how times are tough at the moment, but, you know, I'm big on considered spending. Yeah. And anything to make your bed feel a little bit more luxurious, in my opinion, is money well spent. Because let's talk facts. You literally spend a third of your life in bed. (laughs) I don't understand why people don't invest in a good pillow and a mattress. The amount of times when I hear someone say, oh, Oh, my pillow is the worst. I'm like, what are you doing? Go get another one. Yes. (laughs) Try before you buy. Like pillows are important. You need to get it right. People like different heights, you know, different fluffiness, flatness, whatever. But just don't cheap out on bedding. And bedding you have for years and years and years. So, you know, I'm all for your silk pillowcase, babe. I reckon spend on the bouge. Know that you'll have it for fucking five to ten years. Yeah. I've got bedding in my house that I brought back from America in 2015. So we're talking eight years ago that we still use and love. So there you go. Anyway, big fan. So is Americano. Lovely soft face. (laughs) Can I ask, does it really change your hair? Yeah, it's like there's no static okay, and it's not rough. So it's really nice on your hair, especially if you're a curly girl Mm -hmm. or you get frizz, Mm -hmm. which I don't really, but it's just I do it more for the face wrinkles. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) You know the pillow creases you wake up and you're like, oh, God, it's none of that. And it's just nice. Like it's a nice temperature regulated, lovely sleep have you seen at kmart that's all the rage at the moment is the silk hair curler oh don't get me started what do you mean i i am prime no dignity in those things i am prime ideal customer avatar i keep getting fed these influencers trialing them out with beautiful tossled mermaid hair and i'm like for a second you're gonna put that thing in every night when you can barely shower some days (laughs) You are kidding yourself. I'm just like, this is capitalism. We all already own our fucking Dyson whatever and our GHD hair curler. Oh, no, no, guys. Sorry, you've been doing it wrong. You have to buy another thing. A silk heatless curl system. No, I say no to capitalism. Revsity Duda. What? It is $4 from no, Kmart. Yeah, but of course, it's not as good as the $45 one from wherever. That's I don't give a fuck. You just told me your coffee cost you $7. I am putting the green light okay, on this right. kind of experiment you know spending. what prove me wrong i'll believe it when i said go get the four dollar <laughs> kmart heatless curl system and do it every night for a week and we'll talk okay you're full of shit <laughs> sorry had to bring out the maiden name there i was very serious wow i feel exposed and um i'm having a slice of humble pie right now because even i know that i can't commit to that no. for a week no all right but i still want to give it a go because i love me a gimmick yeah, okay yeah. i want to like try it once film it for instagram and yeah. never use it again but all i right. just i just want to see if it works yeah that's it i just want to see if the i feel curls... like for your hair it will work yeah that's why i want to try it because oh, i think God, it might be good for me okay make fine some, whatever make a tiktok make our agent happy okay <laughs> fine fine i'll do it for the tiktok Great. Um, guys, we have to say thank you to the DLs. Ooh, why are we thanking them? We love them. Because they're so supportive. They're like this hype girl gang on the internet, leaving us beautiful reviews, subscribing to DNM. They have basically chucked our show up the charts to number four in family podcasts at what? the moment. I didn't know this. We're number four and in our category. And we're also number seven in all subscription podcasts on Apple Podcasts at the moment. And that's because of you guys. You oh, always wow. put us in these lovely lists 
and we're super, super grateful. Thank you, DLs. That Honestly, I'm really touched by that. That kind of blows my mind because we really are a small, independent, Mama. very under-resourced, <laughs> very time-poor podcast. And you know what? Like, we don't pat ourselves on the back often enough no. at all. We're kind of getting through week to week, just like most people. But that's really fucking it's really cool. cool. And it's you guys, right? Like, we just want to make sure you feel our gratitude coming at you because you are doing that. And that means we can all do more together. And DLs, can we just say the reviews on Apple really count and they make a difference in terms yeah. of us being seen so that we can reach more mums. Yeah. Like Revs, sharing that really humbling recognition story <laughs> where one person was like, who dis? <laughs> Let's get more mums joining yeah. the tribe. Yes. Part of our community so that, you know, we have that kind of almost like a secret handshake where it's like, you're a DL, me too, because... That has been my favorite thing. I know Same. we've talked about this in other apps, but when someone, all they have to do is say, I'm a DL and I'm just like, you're our people. You're our people. We're each other's people. Let's hug. And it's so fucking it's so cool. Nice. I love it. So yeah, really grateful guys. And That's, hey, I've got a little exercise you could try. Get ChatGPT to write a review of our show <laughs> oh my God. and post it on Apple Podcasts. <gasps> that would be super fun. Oh. Just check it. Like if that bot wants to troll us, shut that down. Be human <laughs> and intercept. If you don't like the show, don't leave a review. Just please add some personality to the review. <laughs> no, let's like, not make this too hard. Okay, all right, all right, okay, okay, fine. Let's keep this as a nice, easy task for our loaded up mental load women. Just drop a couple of nice words on us, guys. Honestly, guys, we really do appreciate it. And the podcast getting this kind of love and support just drives me and Revs yeah. to keep at it. Yeah, it really motivates us. It, Sometimes we're like, oh gosh, this is a big job. And when we get that kind of love, yeah, we just feel like really psyched to be here. Yeah, I know it feels like an old gag, but the time title of the podcast really is no joke but we do love it it is both of our fucking passion project number one without fail just being part of community of women who fucking get it and being able to show up here as a walking contradiction sometimes a mess sometimes thriving celebrate wins commiserate failures it's pretty special for me and Jem, and we hope that inspires that in your own communities and groups as well because it's just the coolest thing Beautifully said, Rebsy. We love you guys. We'll be back in your ears on Friday. And Sunday. And so, yes. With a special DNM about a newly controversial topic. Sleepovers. Sleepovers. Don't know if you're aware. We weren't <laughs> until our manager brought it up. But TikTok is taking down sleepovers. They're getting cancelled. And uh, we had mixed feelings about it. But we really got right into it in this app. So it's so much unpicking and unpacking. to go through. It's quite a lot to trawl through and a lot to let go of and a lot to really confront. So that's on Sunday. So if you want to come and join us on the journey of unlearning and rewiring as parents of young kids of 2023, join us. We love you, DLs. We're going to say goodbye for now and uh, have a wonderful week. See you Friday. Bye-bye. Bye.